Well, hey, 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 good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. My name is Bill Coder, and I'm a volunteer with the American Heart Association, and welcome to the 2020 Lancaster Heart Walk. This is an incredible opportunity to heart walk anytime, anywhere. So after today, we encourage you to keep heart walking all September long because this year's heart walk campaign is a full month of fun and activities. Now, no matter where you're walking, you can join your fellow heart walkers online to share your experience. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop right now, snap a selfie or record a video because we want to see you. Look for the Lancaster Heart Walk event on Facebook uh, to share directly in the event discussion, but you can also join the conversation anywhere on social media by including the hashtag Lancaster Heart Walk in everything that you post. We really can't wait to see those pics and those selfies. But right now, we're gonna kick things off and give our heart rates up and our bodies moving. So I'm gonna turn things over to our trainers to start with a warm up. Welcome to the American Heart Association 2020 Heart Walk. We're Josh and Bevis Wood from CrossFit Collective and we are thrilled and excited to partner with the American Heart Association and lead you all through a warm up. All right guys, here we go. We're gonna get you guys primed and ready to go for the walk. We're gonna start with 10 jumping jacks. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, next movement, we're gonna do air squats. Drop your butt nice and low, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Next movement, guys, soldier kicks. You're gonna take your opposite foot and lift it to your opposite hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, nine, ten. Here we go. We're gonna close this out, guys. We're gonna go 15 seconds of high knees. Get that heart going. Here we go. Pump your arms, pump your hands. Four, five, six, knees higher. Eight, nine, ten. Pump those arms. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Awesome job, guys. Way to go. That's it for our warm up. You should all be ready to go. Now let's go hit the pavement for our 2020 Heart Walk. Wow, that was awesome. Thanks to our trainers, and I hope you are feeling warmed up and ready to go just like I am. Now, by taking your first step in your health today, you're making an investment in your future. Now, if you've done the Lancaster Heart Walk before, you know that we've always gathered together and had a huge opening ceremony in a crowd of people, and we've walked about three miles around the beautiful downtown Lancaster. Well. This is a little weird, listening to it on a podcast, doing it by yourself, but you know what? We're still going to have a great heart walk. In fact, you can walk anytime, anywhere. Moving from an in-person event to a digital experience hopefully still reinforces for you exactly how important it is that you walk, continue to move, and continue to advance our mission one step at a time. The American Heart Association is a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives, and that mission is what drives everything we do.
I am ready to get walking. Joining me on our walk today, we have Jillian Gallardi, the development director for the Lancaster Heart Walk and a really good friend of mine. Jillian? Thanks, Bill. Hey, everyone. I am so excited to be sharing this moment with you all. This is our first ever Lancaster Heart Walk experience and would not have been possible without each of you today. Yeah, I gotta tell you, Jillian, I am already loving this music. And that's thanks in part to our Keep the Beat sponsor, Orthopedic Associates of Lancaster. So as you walk, all the songs you hear today are at the right tempo for you to keep the beat to perform CPR should you ever need to. According to the American Heart Association, about 90% of people who suffer a cardiac arrest outside of a hospital will die. But CPR can save a life. Remember, stay calm, call 911, push hard and fast in the center of the chest, and keep the beat. If performed immediately, CPR can double or triple a cardiac arrest victim's chance of survival. If you're called on to give CPR in an emergency, you'll most likely be trying to save the life of someone you love. This training saves lives. Yes, and you will also hear about a lot of great work that we at the Lancaster AHA is doing and a lot of what we need your help on to achieve. Eradicating heart disease and stroke isn't an easy feat, but with your help, we can move our mission forward. We would not be able to make a local impact in Lancaster County without our two biggest supporters. So my heartfelt thanks goes to the commitment and investment in our mission to Penn Medicine, Lancaster General Health, and the Gunnerberg Charitable Foundation. Charitable Foundation has also been committed to helping Lancaster County recognize and identify the silent killer among us, high blood pressure. The American Heart Association estimates that nearly half of American adults are at risk for major health problems because of high blood pressure, also known as hypertension. That's why the American Heart Association recently redefined high blood pressure to help people identify and reduce their risk earlier. A blood pressure reading of 120 over 80 or less is considered normal. One blood pressure reading that is higher than normal may not be cause for concern. There are a lot of factors that can temporarily affect a blood pressure reading and not all readings are done correctly, even by health professionals. But if your numbers are consistently higher, you may need to take steps to lower them. Here are some ways to ensure you're improving the accuracy of your blood pressure reading. Sit comfortably with your feet flat on the floor for at least five minutes before taking your blood pressure. Rest your cuffed arm on a flat surface at heart level and don't talk. If possible, wait one minute and take a second reading. You can also check your blood pressure at two American Heart Association blood pressure kiosks thanks to the support of the Gunnerberg Charitable Foundation. You can find them at Clipper Magazine Stadium and Brightside Community Church. Now, earlier we mentioned that high blood pressure is called the silent killer. And it's called that because anyone can have it and there are no obvious symptoms. You may feel fine, but your numbers can tell a different story. Take, for instance, this individual. I want to tell you a little story about myself and how I found out I had high blood pressure. My name is Harry Esposito. I was born and raised in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. 
I'm 35 years old, and I went with my family to a Barnstormers game. Just hanging out, went up to get a refreshment, saw a blood pressure check meter, and I decided to check my blood pressure. I didn't know much about blood pressure. I felt, you know, fine and felt like I was walking and, you know, just like every other day. Then I noticed, you know, it was high. Well, I didn't know it was high. I really looked up online to see what was a high blood pressure. I was 140 over 90, and it was pretty, you know, uncertain. Talked to my wife, and she's like, maybe you should get it checked out. So I went to a doctor, and we found out that we did have high blood pressure. So I had to make some changes in my life. I needed to walk more. I needed to eat more healthy. I needed to exercise and eat more veggies. I felt it was time to change, lose some weight, be active, and enjoy life more. Life's too short. You're not promised tomorrow. And I also wanted to spend more time with my kids, watch them grow old, take care of my body and make sure that I'm healthy. I check it pretty regularly, making sure the numbers are down. And right now they're down. I'm really thankful knowing that the blood pressure meter was there. And if it wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have known I had high blood pressure. Now I just encourage everybody out there to know your numbers and get checked because you never know something could lead more serious than what I I have. Now that I'm dealing with high blood pressure and monitoring it with medication, you can too. Just know your numbers and get out there. Thank you. It just goes to show that high blood pressure is a huge concern. The very act of walking helps to reduce blood pressure, so keep going today to improve your number. Strive to keep your blood pressure in a healthy range of 120 over 80 or less. Don't delay cardiac care. Routine checkups are just as important to maintaining your heart health as eating smarter and moving more. That's why Lancaster General Health Penn Medicine is proud to support the American Heart Association and walk with you during this year's Lancaster Heart Walk. Another community health issue facing Lancaster County School children is access to good quality, healthy drinking water. We know that drinking water helps the brain stay hydrated, allowing school students to stay focused better during the school day and helps reduce caloric beverage intake. Exactly. That's why partnering with our Healthy for Good platform sponsor, Penn Medicine Lancaster General Health, we've been able to install water filtration systems in Lampeter Stroudsburg High School. This program has been phenomenal on many fronts. First, we installed two filtration systems inside the campus and one all-weather water filtration system outside the school near the athletic field so the community can, can enjoy it too if they walk around the track or attend sporting events. The biggest impact is reducing caloric beverages and redirecting those calories from sugar-sweetened beverages to heart-healthy foods. The AHA recommends replacing soda with water, zero-calorie beverage, and if you're in the mood for something sweet, a homemade smoothie. One additional side effect and benefit to the community is the impact on students utilizing their own water bottles. It eliminates the waste of about 3,000 plastic water bottles each week. So let's hear from Sarah, the nurse at Lampy Strasburg High School, and she's going to tell us 
how her students enjoy filling up their own water bottles and staying hydrated throughout the day. Um, and something that I've really tried to promote, but a lot of the water fountains aren't, aren't it's warm water, it doesn't taste that great. So um, as soon as I saw the opportunity to get filtered, cold filtered water in school, it was perfect. So have the kids been taking to it? Have you seen um, kids drinking more water because of it? Yes, absolutely. A lot of the kids are actually starting to bring in their own bottles now. Um, so it used to be that if I asked if they had a bottle with them, they said no, and I feel like I'm hearing yes more and more. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about um, some of the health benefits of drinking more water as opposed to, say, sugary drinks or just drinking mm -hmm. more water in general? Uh, well, for stars, I would say that you know you're, when you're decreasing that sugar, you're you know helping their their brains actually work better without all the sugar. Um, and their brains work better with when they're hydrated. When they're when they're dehydrated during the school day, they're not concentrating. They develop headaches, stomach aches, um, you know, even sore throats. Um, kids with chronic diseases also have difficult time when they're not hydrated. So um, those are all things that will definitely help the kids if they're encouraged to drink more water during the day. We are thrilled to continue the work that we need to do in regards to childhood obesity and reducing caloric beverages with our Rethink Your Drink strategy and are thrilled that Fulton Bank also sponsored a water filtration system installation in King Elementary School. We're going to take a quick 30-second Keep the Beat break. Enjoy. Fulton Bank is proud to support the American Heart Association and the 2020 Lancaster Heart Walk. Fulton Bank is dedicated to helping create vibrant communities, and the American Heart Association is committed to supporting healthy communities. When we work together, we change lives for the better. The work of the American Heart Association in schools is vital. We're helping more than 33,000 Lancaster County students learn heart-healthy habits that will last a lifetime to move more, eat better, and be well through our Kids Heart Challenge and the American Heart Challenge programs. And we're ensuring that all Pennsylvania high school students learn the life-saving skill of hands-only CPR thanks to our new legislation that the American Heart Association volunteer advocates have worked tirelessly for years to pass. That's more than 5,000 newly trained lifesavers in Lancaster County every year. And that is truly amazing. So here I am to introduce one of our multi-year top walkers, Mike King, to tell us his powerful story and the importance of CPR. My name's Mike King. I've been a heart walk coach for a few years now. Before then, I was like a lot of Americans, just thinking that the American Heart Association was out there just doing heart stuff. I never really thought about what that actually means. So in 2016, or at the end of 2015, um, my dad and I decided to go for a nice long hike. Um, we planned it to go on New Year's Day. What a great way to start the new year. We went for a good couple of miles down at Schenck's Ferry Wildflower Preserve and then on the Enola Low Grade Trail. Uh, and it was a good day. 
My dad's a volunteer fireman uh, with Farmersville Fire Company and worked with Bearville as well. He's been a fireman all my life. More recent years, he's just done more volunteer aspects of things, helping out at auctions, the annual steak dinner at Bearville, or the monthly breakfasts. I think he mainly did it because he liked to talk to people. Uh, he seemed to know everyone, and everybody knew him. So after our walk on the 1st, he helped out at the Bearville breakfast on Saturday, just like he did most months. Then on Sunday, after church, he was relaxing, and my mom was downstairs putting a puzzle together. And he called down and said, hey, I'm going for my walk, just like he did almost every Sunday. I don't live far from my parents, and he would often stop in to say hi, and sometimes I would go with him, and sometimes I didn't. Well, on Sunday the 3rd, he didn't stop by. I don't know what I was doing. And um, it got to be a little late, and my mom called me and said, hey, is your dad up there? And I said, no. And we just figured that he would stop to talk to somebody. So my mom called around to all of his friends, people he often stops to talk to, and nobody had seen him. Uh, so we started to get worried, and she contacted some of his friends uh, from the fire company, and they sent out a search detail. Um, but it turns out they didn't have to search long. They found him at the fire hall. So then those same friends who he loved to talk to were trying to save his life. But it had been too long, and he stayed unresponsive. When something like that happens, you can't help but ask yourself, what if? You know, what if he had stopped in? What if I had gone with him? I'm certainly no expert, but thanks to education from American Heart Association during elementary school, high school, um, I knew the warning signs of heart attacks. I knew enough about CPR. Could I have saved his life? My dad came from a family of 12, and he was the youngest of six boys. Over the years, two of my uncles died of sudden heart attacks just like my dad. Two more had heart attacks, but they were able to get help in time. So that just left my uncle Jake. The death of his youngest brother was a real eye-opener for him. He went and got checked and they found four arteries mostly blocked. So after a quadruple bypass, he has a new lease on life. So therapies resulting from research funded by the American Heart Association is the only reason that three of my uncles are here. So that is why I heart walk. I don't know why you do, but I want to say a sincere thank you. The UPMC Heart and Vascular Institute in Lancaster is a proud sponsor of the American Heart Association and encourages anyone with cardiac risk factors not to delay getting the potentially life-saving care they need. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so take a second, check your physical activity tracker on the HeartWalk app. You should be coming up around one mile. So we're going to take a break and thank our route sponsor, Wellspan. Yes, thank you so much, Wellspan. Um, can everyone just stop, drop, and selfie with us today? Show us where you're hitting your one mile mark. Bill, can we take a selfie really quick? Absolutely, Cheese. let's do it. Here we go. Good. I like so we're going to go ahead, we're going to post that and use the hashtag Lancaster Heartwalk. Remember, it doesn't matter where you are or what time it is. We are heart walking anywhere at any time.
So as I'm sure you know, the Lancaster Heart Walk could not be possible without the dedication and hard work of the executive committee. So the American Art Association would thank the executive committee and especially Dr. Christopher Wenger for chairing the 2020 Heart Walk and being a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives. Here now to say a few words, please welcome Dr. Christopher Wenger. Thank you, Bill. And thank you so much to all the listeners who are joining me for this year's Lancaster Heart Walk digital experience. My name is Chris Wenger, and I am proud to be the 2020 Lancaster Heart Walk Chair. I have served as a cardiologist with Penn Medicine Lancaster General Health for the past seven years. As a cardiologist, I specialize in prevention medicine because heart disease has remained the number one killer of Americans for over the past 80 years. Today, approximately 120 million Americans currently have at least one form of cardiovascular disease. And in 2016 alone, cardiovascular disease accounted for 840,000 deaths in the United States. That is why I've decided to join the American Heart Association this year. Their Healthy for Good movement is focused on that compound effect, taking one small step every day to live a life of longer, healthier goals and relationships. Their mission aligns with mine because the prevention, the treatment, and even the cure for heart disease comes from you, the patient, you, the father, the mother, the child, or grandparent, anyone who dares to eat and live how others won't in order to avoid the chronic diseases that others get. Eating healthfully may not sound glamorous, and it's not a quick fix, but I assure you it works miracles. I make a living helping patients to reverse chronic diseases such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, and even heart disease itself. I enjoy when my patients eat their way to better health and are able to reduce or even eliminate their pill burden. For those of you without a chronic disease, great, let's keep it that way. For those battling condition, however, this walk can be a great start on the journey toward health. This year, we have faced unprecedented times across the globe. The recent events, including ongoing episodes of racism and violence, underscore the urgency for us to prioritize inclusion, amplify marginalized voices, and continue to shine a light on cardiovascular health issues that affect so many. Cardiovascular disease does not discriminate by race, color, national or ethnic origin, religion or religious creed, sex or gender, or any other characteristic. Our network of healthcare professionals and clinicians remain committed to ensuring optimal health and well-being for all and to eliminate disparities in cardiovascular health. The most important advocate that you can be is an advocate for your own health. Get active, move more, eat healthy, spend time with family, do whatever you need to do in order to ensure your own health and wellness and that it remains the number one priority in your life. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone's photos today. So be sure to post your walking selfies and a tag the AHA at hashtag Lancaster Heart Walk. See you soon. Wow, that's such powerful messaging regarding taking a proactive approach to your own personal health. And if you're walking with us today, you're already taking steps in the right direction to protect your heart. Absolutely, Bill. I agree with that. And I love working with Dr. Wenger. He is a true advocate for healthy eating and living. He really is. I, in fact, I wish he could come over to my house every day and advocate healthy eating and living to me. <laughs> I bet your wife, Cassie, would love that. Yeah, I bet she would. Anyway, speaking of healthy living, I'd like to introduce stroke survivor Mimi Shapiro and the steps that she's taking after having a stroke. Good morning. This is Mimi Shapiro from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Living is truly a process, 
and many parts of life we have no control over. I am an artist who creates collages and altered books. Making art is what I love. I'm sensitive to what is going on and try to make connections about how the time we are living in. What matters most to me is getting back to my center. In 2018, I was hit by a car as a pedestrian in a crosswalk and had both legs broken. Before that, I walked everywhere. So my early healing involved journaling, making art, and until I was finally able to begin physical therapy. Exercise, attitude, and behavior are important in order to be able to have a real life again. Exercise is a path to health for your entire life, and I am inspired to keep that program up. In November of 2019, I had a brainstem stroke, eventually diagnosed as Wallenberg syndrome. One of the problems is I cannot swallow. I'm working on swallowing until then I have a feeding tube until I can sustain myself with enough real food taken by mouth. I think that trauma is stored in the body and that this is all somehow connected. Random events like this are part of everyone's life here at Earth School. I'm working on getting totally better, setting daily exercise goals, I walk between two and three miles each day. It's also good for my heart health. <clears throat> Recently, my doctor has taken me off all my meds. I'm thrilled to be sleeping better and working in my studio on my art. This is my one-person training into the Olympics of total healing. Living is a process not exact by any means, but feeling alive, confident in learning and building new skills. <clears throat> the brain has neuroplasticity, so giving my brain a workout helps to give it the power to build new connections. This gives me hope that I'm on the right path. Attitude is everything, one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, and then do it again tomorrow. This is my mantra. Thank you. Wow. What a powerful message. Now, you should be nearing the mile marker number two. And we want to again shout out our route sponsor, Wellspan Health. So stop, drop, and selfie here with us. And remember, use the hashtag Lancaster Heartwalk. Remember this story as you cross into your third mile. Or maybe you're going to do a five-mile walk today. Whatever you do, make that investment into your health. We're going to pause here for a message from our sponsors. Wellspan Health is proud to support the American Heart Association and the 2020 Lancaster Heart Walk. At Wellspan, we believe in building healthier communities together with our friends and neighbors. As a trusted partner to the American Heart Association and to our communities, we are committed to reimagining healthcare and inspiring health across central Pennsylvania. This year, we are so honored to welcome our Heart Walk hero, Titus Lingenfelter. And the sweetest family you will ever meet. Oh my goodness. Seriously. Titus was born with a congenital heart defect, which meant heart surgery at the young age of eight weeks old. Now, the good news is today, Titus is 12 years old and he is not letting heart disease slow him down. Literally. He loves to run and he's always competing against his own times. So please welcome the 2020 Lancaster Heart Walk hero, Titus, and his parents, Jerry and Robin Lingenfelter. Hi, my name is Titus Lingenfelter. You never know it by looking at me today, but I was born with a heart defect called Tetralogy of Fallot. 
My story begins before I was born, so my mom and dad will have to tell you that part of my story. Hi, my name's Robin. And my name is Jerry, and we're here to tell Titus's story of resilience, strength, and faith. Twelve years ago, Jerry and I were so excited to finally be having our first child after seven years of marriage. I remember a moment in our first ultrasound appointment when the tone had changed as they were discussing. Yeah, yeah I totally remember it being this awkward moment when um, all of a sudden things stopped in the doctor's office and we kind of left. But then later on, we received a phone call uh, from the doctor when they said they saw an issue in the ultrasound and they wanted to have a follow-up with us. We went in for the other ultrasound. The doctor told us that he had seen an issue. He thought he saw an issue with Ty's heart, but the problem was uh, Titus was facing the wrong direction, and no matter what the doctor tried, he just wasn't willing to move. Yep, some things don't change. He's always been pretty persistent. The issue, though, was that we were leaving for vacation and we had to wait a week before going back to the doctor. I remember going on vacation and obviously trying to have the best time that we could, but that was an incredibly long week. It was a very long week of our lives just thinking about the what-ifs. And I'll never forget the pit in my stomach and the tears that we shed when we heard the words heart defect. From there, from there forward, um, time went by fast and slow at the exact same time. I remember having all of our prenatal care appointments in Hershey. The doctors and nurses were just amazing as they worked with us and tried to decipher and discern uh, what was happening with our baby. Yeah, they truly were. I remember his birth being such a crazy experience. Not only was his delivery high risk, but he was a posterior delivery, which resulted in an emergency C-section. Now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you remember this part, but um, when we were in the delivery room, like it took forever for him to let out a cry. And I remember one of the nurses being like, Titus, come on, Titus, come on. I was never so relieved to hear him cry. As a tetralogy baby, the doctors just weren't sure if he'd be born pink or blue. That was always the question, what will it be? And I remember being so relieved when he was born that he was pink, and that meant his little heart was working well enough to distribute his blood. They sent us home, as, odd, as it seems, instructing us to call 911 if he turned blue. At that point, they were hoping we could wait six months or more for the corrective surgery. But that wasn't the plan God had for us. At one of our follow-up visits with the doctors, they made it clear that at eight weeks he needed the surgery and he needed it now. And from there, it was a complete whirlwind. I will never forget, never forget the meeting that we had right before surgery where they disclosed all the things that could possibly go wrong. And I felt like we read all kinds of papers and signed tons of signatures. And then uh, we had the meeting uh, with Dr. Myers, our surgeon, and uh, such an such an incredible man, but, but I remember shaking his hand and thinking to myself, this man has to have the largest hands I have ever seen. And he's about to operate on my son's heart that is about the size of a walnut. <sighs> and then from there, um, the day of the surgery arrived. And um, I remember the moment when Robin and I, when we handed Titus over to the nurse who uh, took him back for surgery. And we just prayed, Lord, you're in control, and we're going to trust that you're going to bring him back to us. Yeah, we just prayed, Lord, please just bring him back. And you know, that's exactly what the Lord did. 
you know, the next time we saw him, he was connected to so many wires and machines, but he was alive. And that was what mattered. That's what mattered most to us. You know, the surgery was a success. And here we are now sitting here with a strong and healthy 12-year-old boy uh, who has inspired a lot of people. It's pretty amazing to hear you guys tell my story. I am so glad God answered your prayers for me. As far back as I can remember, my cardiac doctor has been really great. Dr. Wolf has has been very helpful and continues to clear me to play soccer. Yes, he has, my friend. It's incredibly amazing. I just want to say thank you to the American Heart Association and all the people who are helping kids with conditions like mine. Wow. Way to go, Titus. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you to Titus and Jerry and Robin Liegevelder and their whole family for, for sharing that with us today. I, I can't even imagine just listening to their story. I, I have two kids myself, and it's just something incredible to think about what they must have went through. Now, Jillian, real quick, could you go into an explanation of what their story means for our listeners? Absolutely, Bill. So, Tetralogy of Fallot, or Blue Baby Syndrome, causes oxygen-poor blood to flow out of the heart and into the rest of the body. It's really terrifying to think about, especially for first-time parents. On average, one out of a hundred babies are born with a congenital heart defect, and early detection is essential for these babies. That's why here at the American Heart Association, volunteers from across the state advocated for a passage of a 2014 law to ensure all babies born in Pennsylvania receive a simple, non-invasive pulse oximetry screening to help detect congenital heart defects before they leave the hospital. The American Heart Association has really stepped up to put our science and community partners to work and provide the education and skills to bring some confidence to parents that are facing the realities of these heart defect diagnoses. So thank you in part to our Life is Why Lancaster sponsor, the Gunnerberg Charitable Foundation. We have donated 400 wow. infant CPR kits um, to families in need right here in Lancaster County. That's incredible. Yeah, we were able to donate them to the three main birthing hospitals, Women's and Babies at Penn Medicine Lancaster General Health, the Women's Place at UPMC Lidditz, and Wellspan Ephrata Community Hospital. So these infant CPR kits include an inflatable infant mannequin with an instructional DVD in English and Spanish, and as well as additional educational materials to give parents the training and the confidence to perform in infant CPR should they ever really need it. The kits provide anyone in the home the tools to practice and learn the skill so parents can have a babysitter, an older sibling, or grandparent practice and gain comfort and confidence in the skill sets to be better prepared. These kids are absolutely saving lives. That's really incredible. And right right there, what you just said, that's so incredibly important. That's, that's the mission coming full circle on how the American Heart Association makes a local impact in Lancaster, in Lidditz, in Quarryville, in Mount Joy, in Elizabethtown. It's incredible. Your heart, mm-hmm, my heart, absolutely. your baby's heart, what could be more local than that? <laughs> absolutely, Bill. All right, so you're rounding out that next mile now probably. We want to thank our route sponsor once again, Wellspan Health. Remember, take a photo and post using hashtag Lancaster Heartwalk.
PSECU is proud to support the American Heart Association Lancaster Heart Walk campaign. At PSECU, we're focused on making our community stronger and giving back where it matters most. As we continue walking, we wanted to share one more story to inspire and motivate you. What's going on, everyone? My name is Austin Prario. I'm 23 years old from Rhode Island, and this is my heart story. 23 years ago, I was born with a rare congenital heart defect, leaving me with only three functioning heart chambers. Hopefully, you all have four. Seven weeks before I was born, my parents were told to go to Boston Children's Hospital because their son's heart wasn't forming correctly. They were told that I would have issues both physically and cognitively keeping up with other children. The appointment was in April when the inaugural Boston Marathon is usually run. The doctor used the example of a Boston Marathon or any marathon saying, your son will never be able to complete this as a benchmark for my limitations. My father, who's a big runner, said absolutely not. My son will cross the finish line. One year later, after my first two open heart surgeries in 1998, my father completed the Boston Marathon for Boston Children's Hospital. When he got to Boylston Street, which is the finish line of the marathon, my mother handed me to him and we crossed the finish line together. That photo has always sat in my room and always been my motivation to be my best self. In 2017, my dream of completing a marathon and following my father's footsteps came true when I became the first person with a congenital heart defect to complete a marathon. Unfortunately, my story was not done there. The next year in 2018, I was sitting at my desk at work and felt a little off. I went home and took a nap, and when I woke up, I had no feeling in my left side. I had had a stroke. To get feeling back into my left leg, the doctor suggested that I begin running. So, as any good runner does, I got out and tried my best. I started training for the 2019 Boston Marathon and ended up once again completing it, but this time 19 minutes faster. That's how I got started with the Heart Association. 23 years, I've been a part of this. In 23 years, you and I have always been connected. I may never meet you, but I will always thank you for the work you've done for me and others like me. And today, I'm asking you for my 23 years of life to donate $23. Now remember, I'm gonna live for a long time due to your research, so be prepared when I come back for $50 when I turn 50. Please, stay safe during these difficult times, and remember, the American Heart Association is, a, is here for a world of longer, healthier lives. Please, have a great walk, stay safe, thank you so much for all that you do. Well, truly, so much work that the American Heart Association has done for almost 100 years has improved the heart and brain health of so many. From our Get With The Guidelines program, where hospitals strive to achieve our best quality standards of care, to the laws that we advocate to pass, we all are benefiting from the work of the American Heart Association in a partnership with our sponsors and community collaborators. Now, we're signing off here for now, but the best part about today is Taking that first step in your health doesn't end when we hit pause or turn off the music. Be willing to invest in yourself and your health every day. And when you're running low on inspiration or motivation, do it for Titus. Do it for Austin. Do it for Mimi and the countless others that are counting on us 
to raise the funds to continue the work that we so desperately need to do. It was a pleasure walking with all of you. And on behalf of the American Heart Association, thank you so much for participating in the 2020 Lancaster Heart Walk experience and generously supporting our mission. Together, we are a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives.